Welcome into the Metropolitan Report. I'm Skip Berkmeyer, and this is Skip on a Stick, where Jay and I pick uh, St. Louis uh, legends, if you will, to talk to about the game of golf. And uh, I'm going to get to my guests in here in just a second, but I want to make sure that we remember the great folks down at Dalhousie, Bill Morrow, Little Jack, the pro, to the whole kit and caboodle down there is a, is a national golf club in southeast Missouri. I never would have thought it, and it, they have done it and pulled it off. Cord Dombrowski treats everyone very, very well. If you haven't played it, contact your pro. They can see if they can get you on. If you're interested in any kind of membership, please reach out to Dalhousie and Bill Morrow. They're great supporters of not only ours, but of amateur golf. Dalhousie, the national club here in the state of Missouri. I also want you to remember the Metropolitan Amateur Golf Association. The Metro is... Um, you know, it's the foremost golf association that we have in our area. Uh, besides running great amateur events and a professional tournament, they do a lot of other things for the game of golf. We just had the St. Louis, the Metropolitan Amateur, the 31st playing. Um, lots of things you can do, lots of, lots of rounds to be had the rest of this year. If you have a handicap need, if there's any question about rulings, the Metropolitan Amateur Golf Association and Kurt Rowey is your person to talk to. So make sure you support the Metropolitan Amateur Golf Association. Now to my guest, my friend. And, uh, you know, this is some are easier than others. We've had great guests before, but I know this one will be really good. He's my friend, Dave Estes. Dave, uh, good to see your face, my friend. Hey, Skip, how are you doing? I'm doing great. You know, we, uh, I, I, we, we start these kind of what I do is to try to get us where we started in the game of golf and then kind of go forward to where you are right. now because your career amateur golf isn't about one tournament it's not about one week it's not about one month it's about a time and you've established yourself as one of the premier players in our area and it started somewhere so you got to tell me because i remember we've talked about it before i think i remember there might have been sand greens when you started back a long Absolutely. long time ago in this game of golf yes i called it uh country golf country golf's a little bit different uh, even though that, uh, uh, it is country. So the, the golf courses that I started on were not, uh, necessarily, uh, a well manicured. Uh, we kind of had a high 57 of grasses in, in the fairways, no, uh, no irrigation systems and, and sand greens. Uh, and, uh, down in Southern Missouri, Southeast Missouri, this was not uncommon. There's a lot of nine hole golf courses that uh, hadn't made the transition from sand to, uh, to uh, grass. And uh, you, you, would, you would drag your line, uh, you would make one drag through, uh, uh, from one side of the green to the other with something, the drag was about 50 pounds. And you had a, a uh, uh, piece of string and so you would hit on this screen you would take you would pick up the string uh, that was tied to the stick you'd go over and measure your golf ball with that string you would pull it over to the area that has been dragged to putt <laughs> you were really good if you were really good with the drag you could you could get yourself a good right to left putt almost every time. 
<laughs> but that's awesome. But that's how you that's how you got started in the game. And then you you can't you end up becoming a professional. How, how do you go from that to then you then you became a professional? And I I, I want to get to the couples golf as well because that's all part of your history of getting to be a good amateur player. Well, uh, you know, I, I took a short, I gave up my amateur status. Uh, <clears throat> I took a short uh, detour and it didn't work out. I, I, I should never have done that. Um, it was not, it was due to one of the local pros that, that I worked for, and I'm not going to use any names on this, <laughs> but <clears throat> he, he, he was, uh, he was a trip in itself. So I, I, uh, I was able to use him as an excuse to get out of the business. Uh, at that time, I was able to uh, uh, take an interview. I was going to interview for a job at uh, McDonnell Douglas, and it was going to be in the recreational department. And to tell you how golf opened some doors for me, before my interview, I ended up playing a round of golf with the vice president of McDonnell Douglas, Bill Ross. He said, son, you don't want to get in. There's no money in, in, in recreational department. You want to get into facilities. Well, this country bumpkin don't even know what <laughs> facilities. Is. So, but I did get hired and I, uh, threw on the job training and, and some other training, uh, it worked out. It worked out for a 35-year career, which is which is part of the story. And I, I uh, I've always admired you. It's always easy. I mean, I always feel like I had it. Jay and I always talk about being country club brats, going up in the game of golf. You you had to work your way there. And the fact that you had a 35-year career, I think, is a huge part of your story of a worked your butt off, but then also worked your butt off in golf. And so I'm a huge admirer of that. And it's, it's not easy, and we, we can get into that in a minute. But I, I do want to get into couples golf because I know they're for a while. If, if you know yeah. Dave, you know his wife, Sandy. And Sandy and Dave, for many years, while he got his amateur status back, didn't play amateur golf. He went around weekends around the state of Missouri and played couples golf. And I'm curious, I would like you to talk about that, if you could, to the, to the audience because I think it's a unique, a unique part of your story. Well, I mean, obviously, Sandy, uh, Sandy played golf and she was uh, she was a pretty good uh, lady player. In fact, uh, you know, when we finally did in, uh, uh, join Norwood, I'm going to digress just a second. Sure. Uh, we joined Norwood because of your mom and brought people like Barbara Boykman, people that she could get her, her play with, play with to uh, so she could have a game on the weekends. Uh, and now back when I was 25, from the time I was 25 to the time I was 35, uh, we owned our own golf cart. We, uh, we built a two and a half car garage, uh, uh, to house this two cars and one golf cart and trailer. And every Friday when we got off of work, we came home, beat it home and we, we hooked up and down southeast Missouri we went and not only southeast Missouri, but some some in Arkansas, some in Tennessee, some in uh, Kentucky. So, uh, yeah, we uh, we we this occupied our golf. 
just gave us our golf fix. Um, and so we would, we would play both Saturday, Sunday. Um, we would, uh, then drive home, uh, a lot of times late Sunday night and then go to work, uh, uh, go to work on Monday. Uh, just a side thing. Um, the Hovises, uh, we, uh, that did the same thing. Uh, Scotty Hovis's mom and dad, and we actually, they, they, uh, we had flights and, and B and C played in the mornings and, and, and championship and a, uh, played in the afternoon. So they were kind of BC. And while they played, we, uh, watched Scotty Hovis. For them. <laughs> uh, and Scott, and Scotty actually chased down quite a few drinks for Sandy and I, <laughs> but we were just all a little family, uh, kind of a caravan going from tournament to tournament and uh that was that 10 years and we were quite successful during that 10 years we we won probably over 100 tournaments Dominant. uh sandy and i bet that you know uh, competition wasn't that strong well so, but it was uh, but that got you but that got you back into the golf i mean you you, you took you had a job you, you did all that you were a pro now you're not you're, and it kind of led you into norwood as you just said earlier as far as becoming a member there and then you started playing competitive amateur golf all the time. And I think that kind of, you did a little bit of a switch. Am I, am I, am I correct on that? Yeah. I want to, I want to mention a person that actually turned me, uh, uh, he actually talked to Sandy and me and, 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 and it was a long time golf, uh, uh successful amateur Craig Snurbush, mm-hmm. which died way too early. He, he died at 45 from a blood disease, but he came to Sandy and said, Dave's wasting some talent. And we didn't know how much talent, but it, certainly if I had talent, it was being wasted, he thought. And he was the one that uh, helped make the decision to quit driving up and down highways, dragging a golf cart around, and, and go into some more serious competition. Um, and uh, so I have... Uh, I have a, a deep appreciation, and of course, he was a, a good friend of mine. Great guy, fantastic Great. guy, great player. Mm-hmm. And that was in the good. late eighties, right? That was about in the late eighties, Dave. That was about in the late eighties. Yeah, yeah, about it was about eighty seven, eighty eight. Yeah. And then, I, if I believe, I think in nineteen eighty nine, you find yourself in the finals of the state am, if I recall. And I mean, so I mean, really, you started climbing the ranks as far as playing. And I got to think, getting to the final in nineteen eighty nine, I know it didn't end like you wanted but it had to prove to you that you were made the right decision. This is something you can do really, really at a high level. It kind of surprised me in 88. Uh, I tried to qualify for my first amateur and Craig Snarbush and I, uh, uh, qualified together. So we went out to, uh, West Virginia into, uh, into, uh, uh Sam Sneed's area. And we, we played out that way. Uh, and then that happened in 89. Um, so gradually I got a little bit more familiar with some of these tournaments that, that you guys, well, you know, you weren't. Uh, that was you a little before me. Yeah, quite as good back then. But, <laughs> but still, uh, it introduced me to the state tournaments and the, and the qualifying for the USGA and you know Normandy uh, 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 amateur, uh, ping amateurs. These these types of tournaments that 
are still being played today by some of the top players. That's right. And, and, so. and you did, and you, and you started really doing well. And I, I was curious, what, when did you think, I mean, I, I, I told Dave or uh, Jay was asking me what, what sort of accomplishments would you say? Well, I said, well, to me, he is the player of the year. He's the player of the decade of the nineties in our area far as amateur golf i mean you look at the totality of 90 through 99 you won the player of the year three times you you won multiple metropolitan championships finished second even a couple times i'm curious what what was the the turning point for you i i remember in the in the mid in the early 90s you were playing just great golf and i also remember about mid 90s that boeing went on a or uh, boeing mcdonald Douglas went on a strike and you were mowing lawn i mean you, you had to do so much you were working so hard you were in good shape you're walking. I, I had to think that was your your peak, and that was your heyday. Would you agree? Well, I would. Uh, the what what was the turning point? No doubt. Um, and now that you know a little bit of my background, I didn't probably uh, play the nicest courses uh, growing up. But what growing up in the country gave me was the ability to have my hands on a club, and and that that in itself is way more important. Uh, than being a member of a country club uh, and having uh, perfect uh, surrounds to play off of. Uh, the, the, the game of golf is relatively cheap down there in the country. So they didn't have age limits of, you know, when a junior could play, didn't have the, uh, the, the, the country club rules and regulations. But when we, joined, when we made the, the decision to join Norwood, I had an appreciation for uh, a, a well-manicured golf, a, a practice facility second to none, the quality of players that was already a member. Uh, and I, I can't explain. It was the highest point in, in my life. And every Saturday that I didn't have a tournament and I got up and I knew that I had a place to go to to play, uh, it just meant a lot to me. Oh, I, mean, so, I, I, I get it. I'm happy you said that because I think it means a lot to many of us that played in that. I mean, it's hard to describe to people to tell how, how good it was. I, 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 I mean, with Don Bliss, uh, Bob Beckman, Scott Thomas, I mean, Denny Moore, you can go through the list of state champions. It was pretty incredible that your pairing could be out of a random draw, out of a hat or a, or a finagled draw, however you want to look at it, um, would be great. And even the B and the C players, Staples and Magruder, were really good. And it was just so much fun. I mean, for that about 10-year period, I, for me, who was in the 20s, it was like having a bunch of big brothers to play golf with. And it was unbelievable how great it was to play and learn how to play. Uh, no question about it. Uh, uh, anybody uh, that was a member, well, well, we had the U.S. Open. You're, mm -hmm. You know, you were part of the U.S. Open, and that's what they called our group was the U.S. Open group. And anybody that could play, or even anybody that thought they could play, could get into that group. But right. that U.S. Open group included an awful lot of good, good amateur players. Yeah, I, I, I was I was I was thinking back to the, the mid '90s. I made my first U.S. Am in 1995. You were there. Went to Newport, Rhode Island. <laughs> I, I would I couldn't even. Sandy reminded me yesterday I couldn't even rent a car. So you were kind of helping me out, getting it around. What, what I what I want to yeah. tell you is I I mean 
if so to take it back, I want to set this up because I want David to tell the story because I think it's pretty funny. 1995, it was one of the hottest summers of all time here in St. Louis, if you recall. It's the one where they had the ambulance stationed out at Spencer yeah. Dolan for the Metro. And mm-hmm. Dave decided to skip it because it was so hot. The only one he ever skipped. And he drove, I think, to Newport, Rhode Island with Sandy to go early for a vacation and get out of the hot weather. So right. I'm going to let you take it from there that you go to the range and you got your seven iron or whatever you're going to hit and you get to hit it. And I'm going to let you take it from there because to know Dave and to know this whole thing of what you're feeling going to a U.S. Amateur being an older guy, which I am now, it's, it's, it's a little fish out of water. You're really lacking a little confidence, but you, but you, uh, it, it, it puts a little bit of a funny spin on this uh, story. Go right ahead. Take it. Oh, well, okay. Uh, as you, well, Newport, Rhode Island is just a wonderful, beautiful spot. Their, their temperatures are hovering around 75. You're on the ocean. We just can't wait to get there. Uh, like you said, it was a hot, hot summer. Uh, so we, we loaded up and we went out there. And I can't wait to get to this golf course that's supposed to be the oldest golf course uh, east of the Mississippi, I guess. Uh, and of course we played two golf courses. We played the Newport country club and then you'd have to help me with the name. Well, we, we, made, we made kind of fun of it. It was kind of like want to be on top of me. We, we couldn't, we couldn't yeah. ever pronounce it. <laughs> yeah. It was a, it was an, it was an Indian name that I could never keep straight, but boy, we, we, we hauled, we hauled right to the practice tee and I got, I got Sandy on the bag and I grabbed my, my, my sand wedge and I start hitting balls and the head flies off of this thing. <laughs> uh, it, the heat of carrying my clubs around in, in the trunk had melted the epoxy. Uh, and it, I hear this sound <laughs> and, and it falls right between Noah Begay and Danny Yates. Uh, <laughs> Danny Yates was is a uh, is a Walker Cupper uh, member of uh, uh, that Atlanta club, East yeah. Lakes, and of course we know who who Nota Begay is. He's one of Tiger's good friends and stamp, uh, uh, played with him in college. I got to go down and retrieve it, and that's a bit embarrassing because. <laughs> A lot of times I didn't have a lot of self-confidence or even think that, you know, maybe I shouldn't be there competing against the Nota Begays and the Danny Yates. So I sheepishly go down and pick up my my head on my my uh, uh, sand wedge and apologize for him and, and go back. <laughs> didn't uh, didn't say much. Go back to hitting golf well, I bring it up. The reason I bring that up is not, it is a funny story. But the fact is, and you qualify again in 1996 at Pumpkin Ridge when Tiger won his third, if you if you remember all that. Not only do you qualify, you make it to match play, which is, is a big deal. And what you did, and you played Michael Capone, I remember because I remember talking about it with you, that he hit the ball forever. He had his Wake Forest bag. But it was a great lesson, which you not only had for yourself, but it passed to me. You need to play the golfer. You don't want to play the bag. And what that name is on the bag, and and I, I and I think that was something that you you passed to me, and I thought that experience from the one year to the next was a big was interesting to, to bring up. Well, I think uh, 
I, I think I told you that Michael Capone, uh, Michael Capone was hit by me 80 yards mm -hmm. uh, off the tee. He was extremely long, and then of course with with his with his golf bag, uh, showing me that that he played at one of the fine institutions of of, of golf. Uh, it was intimidating. Uh, one, uh, I, I remember I was one of the first ones on the range, and and the range uh, guy came out, and he had a big old pot belly on, and he. You know, and then so he he asked Sandy if she was there, uh, if if she had a son at, <laughs> at, at the tournament, and said, "Oh uh, no, uh, you know that guy over there hitting balls is my husband," and I don't know, I must have been forty five, forty six at yep. the time, and uh, uh, and he said, "Oh well, it's nice to see that, that we don't we don't have a." We don't, all of these guys uh, aren't flat bellies uh, that's playing in this. Uh, <laughs> and so, yeah, the whole uh, experience up there, you know, if I'd have beat, if I'd have beat Capone, he, he was intimidating, but he was beatable. Right. It, 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 I made some mistakes in that round. I started off intimidated uh, uh, by him uh, and Wake Forest. But I got beat three and two, and 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 really gave some 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 holes away uh, by by poor management. Uh, but if I'd have won that match, the Tiger would the Tiger's career would have forever changed. <laughs> he would he would he would have come he would have come up against the Big Red. Yeah, and, that's right. And and uh, who know who knows what what would have happened uh, yeah. after that. <laughs> that's true very very true but i i think what that did was that carried on you win the metropolitan 1997 you win it in 1998 both at unbelievably tough venues in fox run and old warson um and you were the class of the field you were the class of the 90s as i as i said and you practiced and you worked hard i i always said you and i have a, a similar disease we have an addictive disease we can't just hit one <laughs> golf ball we want to hit a whole bucket you know, you can't have one cookie. I want to have the whole dozen. So that's I, right. But that's that's a good trait when it comes to the game of golf and learning and working hard. And that's what you did. And I, I think that was a credit to you in those 1997 and 1998 wins at the Metropolitan in the mid 40s. Very successful. Very cool. Yeah, I have one story uh, I'd like to tell about the, the Metropolitan and Old Warson. Sure. Um, uh, I'm. I'm it's it's Jim Holtgrave and myself, the final twosome, uh, going out. Uh, by the way, Jim's been nothing but uh, a, a, a pleasure to, to call him a, a, a friend. Uh, he's been very good to Sandy and I. He even uh, tried to buy Sandy off, claimed that she was my 15th club. <laughs> Sounds like Jim. Well, it's a it's a typical it's a typical August. Uh, hot august first i think first week of august day uh really humid we've been out in the sun battling 18 holes we're standing in the on the last fairway steve uh stevie holt got his dad's bag and i hear steve holt tell his dad and he's a young fellow at this time he said, boy, he sure don't look much, like much of a golfer. <laughs> and 
I, I hear that. And Jim, I also hear Jim being very kind and said, yeah, yeah well, he is. <laughs> uh, but I start to look, I start to look at myself. I got this, I got this uh, uh, big uh, floppy hat on. I have sweated through my entire outfit. Anything that's anything I had on that's cloth is all sweated through. Uh, I I noticed Sandy. I look back, and she has she's about thirty yards back, and she stopped. She's red faced, and she's using her her asthma inhaler. <laughs> this is this is my caddy, you know. <laughs> and then I look at Holt Gray, and he's so dapper looking. I mean, he doesn't even have a pair of shorts on. He's got these. He, he looks like he's walked right out of the clubhouse. He hasn't sweated. The part in his hair is exactly the same as when he started. And, you know, I got to thinking, well, maybe Sandy and I aren't aren't exactly your atypical country club <laughs> players. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny i i am with you i i, I get it totally get it i mean hey, i gotta got I mean, ask you. go ahead go ahead no i was gonna ask you those two wins at, at old worsen it and it and at fox run i think and those player of the years and i mean you're playing so good i mean i, I have to think back you have to look back at those two very very fondly um very very cool um, to, to put your name on that trophy twice, and um, it's a, it's. An, I just think at those two venues, that was had to golf your ball. There was no faking it at Old Warson and, and Fox Run. Well, you know, uh, you've got your name on there several times, so uh, you know how you know how uh, how you feel after those wins. Oh yeah. I I, I I gotta I gotta take you to a, a good story. I want you to do one story for me, Dave. And it's uh it's two thousand and three. You and I and Wayne Frederick qualify <laughs> for the state team championship that they don't have any longer. And the state team championship is you take three guys from your state and you go and you count two scores. And we went up to Hazel team. It was just after, if you recall, nine eleven. So that's two thousand one, not two thousand three, two thousand one, excuse me. Just after 9-11, about 10 days after, and you and I are go up there, and we travel up there, and we're going to play Hazel team. And we have the first tee time. I'm setting this up for you. We had the first tee time on the very first day, 7.45, off number 10 at Hazel team. And if people don't understand fall golf in Minnesota, that sun is low, number one. And it was right into us. But before we get there, Wayne and I go to the right side of the range. You're on the left side of the range. I don't know how that got all. And all of a sudden, Wayne and I are down there, and we're seeing balls come right in front of our face. We're like, what the heck's oh. going on down there? And, and, and you come down, and go ahead. You take the story. You tell it way better than me. Oh, I was panicking. My, <laughs> my, my warm-up was just awful. I all of a sudden started to shank my irons, and I'm so cold. And it, I mean, the temperature in Minnesota uh, on the first, you know, uh, when we were playing, I don't, I think it was the first week of August, October, rather. Yeah. Uh, it was mm -hmm. cold. I was shivering. Uh, 
it was just a, a terrible warm-up session and i got a lead off uh on number 10 and i i i tee it up the, the sun's right in my eyes and i cold top it i top it off the first and it doesn't go it doesn't go 30 yards the 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 uh the rough was just was really really uh long and thick but <clears throat> we had to make a decision before tee off uh we had a lot of rain that fell up there so the golf carts were going to remain on the paths or you could take a trolley uh that would be a pull that would be a pull cart here in missouri or a push cart but you know, some places call them trolleys. I decide in my infamous wisdom that I'm going to take a trolley. So, first of all, I damn near lose my golf ball, not 30 yards off the first fairway. We finally find it. If we were playing the three-minute rule up there at that time, it would have been a lost ball. After I find it, I... I, I hit an iron to the to the top of the hill. And so, okay, I'm off. All right, well. And then I pull a nine iron that hits the left edge of this green. And it my ball comes to rest on a lily pad. And I'm not sure it, it, the, the, the town that Hazel Teen's in is, is uh, like Chaska or something. That's but it. I'm not sure what this... I'm not sure what this lake is called, but I don't even think about it. I go, I go pontoing around this screen with my pull cart or my trolley, and I turn it over, and the bag and the clubs fall off the cart into this lake. And I'm going, I mean, I am, I'm saying some, some bad words. Bad words. I can't believe that I've done this. Uh, so I well, there's nothing, nothing I can do but get the trolley set back up, pick the bag up, dry all my clubs off, wipe down the grips. I get in. I I, I do all this. I get to hit my ball off the lily pads. I'm able to hit it on the green, and I hold a 15-foot bogey putt that you would have thought I won the U.S. Open. I've got the I got the Tiger Woods pump. Meanwhile, my teammates are laughing their asses off at the top of the hill at me. Yes, yes, hundred percent laughing. I saw the whole thing. It was if you could have seen it from my point of view, it was fantastic. No one he had the shanks. Yeah. No one at all. It was that's the only yeah. stuff that can happen. Hey, I'm going to play before we go here. We got about a couple minutes left, Dave. I want to play a little word association with you. I'm going to give you a name of a guy. And I'd like you to give me a, you know, a, a brief comment or I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you a Bobby Godwin. Uh, Bobby was, is a soup. The whole Godwin family uh, is, is just real gentlemen, uh, people, uh, one heck of a good, good player. He lost his driver at some point in his career. I think, I think now I'm watching his scores. He's got it back. Uh, but, but uh, he accepted that little problem with driving the ball as a pure gentleman yeah uh roger null uh roger's just an interesting guy uh way smarter than he would let anybody uh 
no. Uh, he has been a fixture in St. Louis and in the in the four quad cities. Uh, people people go through him to hire their superintendents uh, here in St. Louis. I'm going to give you another name that I think is kind of a blast from past. I know this guy helps you out with your game at Norwood, Larry Emery. Larry, Larry was a uh, he was a uh, a long time PGA Master Golf professional. Uh, still, uh, I I. I think that he was the class of the gateway section for 20 years. And then he decided to go to, to, uh, to take, uh, take on some other interest, I guess. But well, yeah, he meant, he meant a lot. He meant a lot he, to me. He was really good to you. And he was really good to me. I know that. Uh, I'm going to give you two more here. Ranger Bob Beckman. <laughs> oh, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, you know, he, he just couldn't take one club from, from the golf cart to his golf ball. He had to take three. Uh, and, and this was, this was a constant thing. It could be the simplest, it could be the simplest uh, shot uh, out there, but it, it took three clubs to make the decision. Uh, but a tremendous person he is. What a great with a, talent. With a, good, with a good family. I also remember him playing you in a match at the old Taylor Cup at Boone Valley and actually took if I recall, took the, the wrapping paper off the irons from the box and then put them in his bag right off the get-go and almost won the match. That's Bob for you. I, 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 yeah, I helped him unpack, uh, unwrap a, a new set of uh, Hogan Apex irons, which I I hear he might be still playing. It could be. Uh, He's as talented as he I'm not sure. But he, but he has so much talent, he could, he could hit it with a hockey stick and a hard, harsh turn. Well, I'm a, I, I, you mentioned Craig Schnurbush already in this field. I think I'm going to end it with kind of our rival and somebody that also was inspirational to us, Don Bliss. Oh, uh, Don, uh, it, it, I, I played with three players that didn't sweat. Don was one of them. <laughs> uh, Scotty Thomas was one and Hope Grave was the other. I never could figure that out because I can sweat watching TV. Uh, but, but. I think Tom, uh, Don was the class of, of that was ahead of all of us. Uh, I mean, he, how about a three-time first-team All-American at Oklahoma State? That's right. He has accomplished things that he will never tell you about. Uh, making the cut at the Riviera uh, tournament out, you know, being runner-up in the California State Amateur. Uh, and then going on to win four times state championships and just so much more. Uh, but being a businessman, being a family man, and being a, uh, a, a top collegiate uh, player and, and went on to win all of his championships, uh, he's in the league all of his own. Well, I, I agree. Well, but I'm going to tell you. This has been great for me. Um, I want to say a couple of things. Number one, Dave Estes is the, was the player of the decade in the 1990s in our city, and it was fantastic to watch. I got a front row seat for many, many rounds. And I, I can tell you, Thank you. I, I would not be the player anywhere near if it wasn't for Dave Estes in my life. He was great to me. He was an unbelievable mentor and somebody, and he didn't have to be uh, at Norwood for me. And it was fun playing golf with him all those years. And I look back at those days fondly. So, Dave, I – this has been fun for me to run down memory lane with you. You're a great guy and a great friend of mine. So thank you.
very, very much, buddy. Meant, meant the world. Thanks for having me, Skip. And it's likewise to you, buddy. Yeah, you're the you best. Thanks, buddy. You mean a lot to me.